Hey kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but, you know, in your car. 104.7 The K, Mike, the intern in the studio with Jay Stevens. Shh. It is. I shot up like a professional fade. Hey, we, you know what? We actually have the camera on this time. I've we're using the mic. microphone. We know what we're doing, this. and this is Dark Side oh, of the Street. using radio. I know what to do, finally. Episode number 50. Four. That's a lot of that's a lot of hours What's of documentary a lot of damn watching. Documentary some of these documentaries watched, are like eight hours long. So. I know. Some of them are multiple episodes and movies, and we've watched a lot. We've learned a lot, and this week we learned about the life and people. deaths of Robert Durst. And uh, the documentary is called The Jinx on HBO. I actually, I think I'd heard about Robert Durst, but for some reason I never watched this documentary. I didn't really know anything about it until. <laughs> We were right before we did the episode last week, and I go. It was my turn for this week, so this was my pick. And I go, and it was he was in the news because he just got convicted for the murder of the second person he was allegedly involved in killing. And we'll get into how this went down, but yeah, it just went right past me. I well, didn't watch I, it. I found out about it because of the uh, spoiler alert of him confessing. Basically, to himself, laughing about it in the mirror while he was still mic'd up. That's how I. So I kind of backtracked this whole thing because I heard first about this documentary, and he, in the final episode, he outs himself. He confesses. He outs himself, but didn't know he was mic'd, but he wasn't in the courtroom. So it's like, well, you know. But. Funny thing about that is they foreshadow that early in the show, and it's like episode one or two. When he's doing his, because he he didn't give interviews at all. He finally gets his filmmakers like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll sit down and talk with you about it. You know, it's an ego thing. So finally, he gets with this guy, and his lawyers obviously there throughout the interview. And at one point, they stop recording, but he keeps talking. And his lawyer walks over to him and goes, "Robert, Bob, your stop your mic's still on. Stop talking. Your your mic's still on. It's still hot. Oh, it is. Then after they come back for a second interview, which we'll get to." He outs himself. Uh, this tells a story of a man a who... A troubled man. At one point, I think he told a lawyer, I've been a rich boy my whole life, but I've never been happy. He's a psycho. He's a psychopath. Very weird character. Um, Very weird uh, backstory. Raised with a lot of money. Durst family, one of the most powerful families in all of New York City. Rich. I mean, you couldn't even begin to imagine how much money this family has. And in, and if you look at just Robert Durst, who really hadn't been with the company since like the early 90s, and how much money he has without actually ever having to do anything, uh, it blows my mind. So the documentary actually kind of freaked my wife out because we're watching it, and it starts off with the discovery of a dismembered body in the Galveston Bay. And they trace it back to a man who was actually the neighbor of what they thought was a mute woman who at first they kind of make jokes about how she wasn't the best looking woman in the world. And come to find out that was none other than Fred Durst, who was on the run. Or not Fred, Fred, Fred Durst. Durst. No. Oh, Turn your hat around and you can no, say no, Fred Durst. I'm not going to do Turn that. your hat around once and you I can say that. Fred I knew Durst. I was going to do that before we did this. Turn your head around and you can Robert do it all Durst. for the nookie. Not going to do it. Robert Durst. And he had basically been on the run. Um, and he was trying to hide out because they were bringing up uh, an investigation into the disappearance of his first wife, and then lo and behold, one of his best friends who may may have known something about that situation was found dead in her apartment in L.A. from an execution-style gunshot, 
And this guy decided to go on the lam, dressed up as a woman, until I guess he became comfortable with this neighbor, who probably then found out who he was. The neighbor was probably trying to get some, and then they realized he was a dude, and then, well, I have to cut you into pieces now. It's it's really, really bad news. And uh, yeah, that's probably what happened to the third that we know of, victim of Robert Bob Durst. We're talking the jinx. This is Dark Side of the Stream on 104.7 The Cave. 104.7 104.7 The Cave, Mike the Intern, Jay Stevens, back in the studio. It is Dark Side of the Stream, and we are discussing the jinx, the life and deaths of Robert Durst. And we mentioned how this thing kicks off in a big way. They find this dismembered body in the Galveston Bay. Cut to, into pieces, man. Yeah, like, cut, it was very much dismembered. Uh, I don't think they even found the head, though. I don't think they ever found the head. They found no. everything but the head. The, I mean, the police guy says that he reaches down and he had to put, like, you know when you have a turkey that you're going to cook and the, the neck's lopped off and you're... You put your hand inside of it to lift it out of the sink. This guy said he put his hand down the chest of this body to pull this torso up. Just a torso, but he had to put his hand down there and grab the chest bones. He just was cool with that. He what just did vi- that. Thank you, Jay, for uh, like turkey, ruining right? literally every person that listens like is listening right now. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Yeah, yeah not Hopefully only we, Thanksgiving. Let's air this again on, on Black uh, um, Black Wednesday yeah, or whatever yeah, that day is. On Black Wednesday, <laughs> we're first we're gonna we're gonna invent a day called Black Wednesday, and then we're gonna air this on Black Wednesday. Um, that is disgusting. And yes, like I mentioned in the last break, my wife literally at the beginning was like, "I can't watch this." this is, yeah. And we watch a lot of true crime stuff. I was kind of surprised. It's, yeah. By it. it's, so they trail back to this uh, this mute woman, turn, come to find out it's Robert Durst, and he goes on the run, shaves his head, shaves his eyebrows. He's on the yeah, lam for a while. If you shave your eyebrows, while. then you won't draw attention well, to yourself. He, he, in the interview, he goes that just, you know, he was like, well, I was on, he's like, I was unrecognizable, couldn't re- have a beard because I'd had a beard, you know, I couldn't grow my hair out. I needed to do something like that was now, which his solution was shave the head and the eyebrows. He went the women woman route, that didn't work. So then he went the bald route. Then he went the salamander route. This is how he got busted. Stealing a hoagie. Now, the man had over $500 in cash in his pocket. He had over $30,000 in suitcases and in his trunk. And probably millions acts to Well, yeah, out, but know? at the time, I mean, he had, five, he had a roll of five, 500 so a in his sandwich? pocket. Why you steal a so sandwich? So he steals a sandwich. Why he did that, I think this guy... wanted to get caught. Maybe, all right, right, well, that or maybe it was just to test it. Maybe he just feels maybe like just he doesn't... Idiot? He doesn't follow the same rules as everybody else because he's uh, the first like child. Like Mike the intern. Oh, <laughs> like Mike the intern. Yeah, right. I wish. Yeah, like, listen, he's the first. He's the firstborn trust fund baby. Never had to follow Those the rules. Trust fund right. babies kind of don't follow the rules for the most part. And he times. obviously felt like he was above everyone. And I want to bring this home because at some point when they're talking about his first wife, he's talking about how. He had to sit at dinner with her family, and they were like, you know, simpletons. And his her mom wanted to talk to him about canning. She was into Yankee ma- magazine and like, you know, what what home you know homemakers were into canning stuff. And he had to sit there and talk to her about canning, and it just made him. He was just couldn't believe that he had to sit there and talk to this woman about canning vegetables when he's he's Bob Durst. Who who what's canning vegetables? I don't care about that. I don't want to sit here and talk to you about that. First of all, you're a garbage human being. If you at your point in any life, I don't care if you're Mike the intern, you're Jay Stevens, you're J- Bob Durst, whatever. If someone comes up to you and starts talking to you about something that they get joy out of, they get excitement out of, I don't care. Embrace it. It, it literally sit there, Embrace engage it. them, let them tell you about it. You might learn something first off. 
Second of all, be a human being to someone else. If yeah. it makes them happy, give them the time of day. What the, the hell is uh, wrong with you? Currently, right now, the missus is taking handstand workshop classes, Wednesdays and Sundays. To learn how to do handstands. To learn how to do handstands. That's badass. I would never do that. I embrace but I still it. think that's thing. badass. Do your handstands. Am I going to take a handstand class? Probably not. But if you're into the handstands... I just don't understand it, it. But that's right down. out of the gate. And then that's in an early episode of the series. You're just like, what a dirtbag. I mean, obviously, he was a dirtbag. But um, obviously, it had a lot of things going on. He obviously had a lot of things going on. So we're going to talk about the uh, disappearance of his first wife, uh, what happened to his uh, friend in the next segment, the jinx on this episode of Dark Side of the Stream on 104.7 The Cave. Um, 104.7 The Cave, Mike the Intern, Jay Stevens in the studio. It is Dark Side of the Stream today discussing the jinx, the life and deaths of Robert Durst. So the first thing that he allegedly was involved in was the disappearance of his first wife, who he claimed had been at a party. She'd been drinking. She came home. They were in bad times. They were arguing. She wanted to drive to their apartment in Manhattan. He's like, no, you've been drinking. I won't. I'm not going to take you there, but I'll take you to the train station. So he takes her drops her off at the train station. One o'clock. Random rats. According to the police report, which we'll get to this in a minute. The doorman said, or at least in the report, he told them that, that he saw her go into the apartment later on when the detectives or the private investigators that actually did the work went and talked to the doorman again, who then said, I never saw her go into the apartment. Ooh. So I don't know where the cops got that. Well, very rich family in New York is probably where they got that. And then, and it's the NYPD. Come on. And then a phone call was made the next day from a woman. She was in college at the time. Fred's first or uh, Robert's first Wife, Fred. Fred's first wife was in college. She it was claimed that she called and said, "I'm not going to be in today. I'm feeling ill." So there, right there, is the alibi that Bob Durst is not involved because how could he have killed that her? Was him, he was all man. the way that out was there. Him again. It was a woman, that was and him. you still can't. No, no, no. It wasn't him. More than likely, it was his friend who was the daughter of a mob boss in Las Vegas who made that phone call on his behalf to protect him from getting involved. He probably said, Hey, I don't know where she is. They're going to think I did it. You need to call her, her teacher and get me out of this. Well, then everything was cool because they believed that she just disappeared on her own. They don't know where she went. He was not even close by. That's his alibi. And then him and Susan Berman, who this friend is, continue to be friends. Everything's cool. She starts falling on hard times. It's obvious through their correspondence that he's been paying her all these years, oh, 20 grand, man. 30 grand. Well, eventually the investigation into his first wife's disappearance comes back up. He freaks out. He's a paranoid individual. I'm sure Susan probably said, hey, you know, I've been Remember, here for you. I'm having I, hard times. Yeah. And once that, oh, they're about they're about ready to talk to me again about I this. I probably need some money to be Someone took a flight again, to Los right? Angeles and offed And I guarantee you that man allegedly was Bob Durst. Well, We'll get to that in a second. So after that happens, he goes on the run. His neighbor finds out who he is, kills that dude, goes on the run again, gets busted, gets arrested, sent back to Texas. They acquit him under the self-defense argument. Money, that's how. In this United States American justice system, it's guilty until proven innocent. If you're just a regular old Joe like Jay and I, sorry, Joe, if or you if got you got money, money like OJ, dude, sky's the limit, man. And he got off. Well, 
that was the time period they started making this documentary. And the guy who did this documentary actually did some detective work. Come to find out, Susan Berman had a boy. And that boy actually became friends with Robert Durst, even defending him, saying there's no way he could have killed my mother. They were too, I knew how she felt about him. Yeah. I knew how I felt about her. There's no way. We'll come to find out after he's going through his belongings, finds a letter that Robert Durst had mailed to his mother. And what was interesting is that letter, the handwriting, and the misspelling of the word Beverly mm-hmm. were also in the same note that the alleged killer who killed Susan Berman had mailed to the police to say there was a dead body, it's which like used a, the term cadaver. It's like a mystery movie, man. He comes out and the filmmakers discover this. So obviously they have to give it to the police. But before they do that, they actually convince Bob Durst to come in for a second interview. And while they do that, they show him this stuff. He starts burping while they confront him because it's obviously he's just like, oh, he's shook by it because he's like, oh, my God, I'm screwed. He starts yes. burping while he's like, well, yeah, I guess you could see how the cops would figure this out. But yeah, I, very, very weird. It, demeanor, dude, it's right? a weird reaction. Uh, see, also, there's an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that does a spoof of this situation. And it's hilarious because Danny DeVito plays like the Robert Durst character in it. And it's it's. It's comedic genius. Oh, now I want to see that. Uh, it's it's uh, Making a Murder, Dennis Reynolds episode. It's so damn funny. Anyway, after this is over and they confront him, they're like, okay, well, that's it. Well, he goes to the bathroom, keeps the mic on, it keeps recording, and he basically says, what have you done? What the hell did you do? And killed then re- them all. I killed, I killed them all, of course. And that's how it ends. And this was in 2015. He admits to it. That's well. Originally, I think they were supposed to get to court in 2019. COVID Didn't happen. Then COVID, COVID happened, and then they just convicted him of killing Susan Berman, based on this evidence. And uh, it just goes to show so you, they elongated to, another six years after this happened. Shout out to the filmmaker, um, though. For but yeah, shout out to the filmmakers for doing Brandon. it. Shout street, out to street the, justice. Shout street out justice. to the detectives that actually did their job and got this done. And no, non shout out to the other detectives. Yeah, maybe just, you know, it's a Durst family. Make it go away. Well, we don't do that in this country. Sometimes justice will be served. This is Dark Side of the Stream on 104.7 The Cave. 104.7 The Cave, Mike the Intern, Jay Stevens back in the studio. This is Dark Side of the Stream, episode number 58, and we are discussing the jinx from Robert Durst. Well, how many body chopped off body parts? How many dismembered body parts would I give this? At least a solid four. Um, because I thought the when you can solve or help yeah. solve a crime well, yeah, that's, that gives in the it documentary, bonus, bonus body part for you that. get an A. You Maybe not an A+, a plus, uh, because I felt like sometimes it was a little bit there it were got parts a that were a little bit drawn milked, out. A little milked out, I and the, felt. And the so filmmaker I was definitely go three, was but I do himself. agree with the bonus body part for uh, the crime getting solved. Yeah, four, four body parts for four, sure. Four so two arms and two legs parts. on this one. Two arms and two legs. I'll give it one torso with my hand in it, like a turkey. And you can just make him dance. Let me see your torso Let in the air. Your, <laughs> oh my God. your torsos around, guys. So yeah, Robert Durst convicted of uh, nice. killing of uh, Susan Berman. Oh, gosh, um, hopefully one be? day they will actually be able to convict him of the uh, alleged missing uh, disappearance of his first wife. He's a garbage human being. Um, it's what I've always said about uh, money and power, that if you're rotten on the inside, money and power just exasperates that. If you're a good person on the inside, well, that will exasperate it too. Uh, more times than not, though, uh, trust fund firstborn babies uh, that are the you know the the kings, the yeah, patriarchs, or in, in making, if you will. 
end up becoming pretty damn rotten, and he was a rotten individual. I'm sure that he wants to blame the apparent suicide of his first mom on that, but you know what? People go through worse, and they come out on top. You can't blame your past on your future. You are having control. You are a garbage human being. You could have actually done some good in this world, Robert Durst, but you didn't. You killed people, and you suck. So that is how I feel about that and trust fund babies across the world. Jay, your turn uh, for the well, next documentary. since you went throwback on this one, I might go throwback on this one, too. Have you ever watched Exit Through the Gift Shop? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About Banksy? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe Man, people- We're going to go back to it. We're going a, way they, back. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk Exit about Banksy. Exit Through the Gift Shop. I actually have a Banksy tattoo on my leg, and we can, I can show everyone on our stream on Facebook. Exit Through the Gift Shop will make you question what art is. It's a really good documentary, Great and documentary. he is right. Um, what art is uh, and uh, the amount of money people p- will pay. And it's a throwback. you got to dig yeah, for it. I think it's, it's on Netflix. But yeah, you dig I, for I it. think it, it's, it's, it's got to be somewhere. It's not going to be in your now current no, top no, 10. No, no, no. Exit Through the Gift Shop. It's a great documentary about, uh, like I said, I have a tattoo for It'll this artist. It'll make you question everything, actually, yep. even if the documentary is real. Stream this on Facebook every Friday at 9. You can download it as a podcast on your 104.7 The Cave app. This is Jay Stevens and Mike the Intern saying so long, Dark Side of the Stream. Keep Think watching. about me when you put your hand in that turkey. I don't even know where to start. It's 104.7 The Cave.